everyone. Welcome back to Shield Dialogue. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Scott. We hope everyone had an awesome holiday and happy new year. We're kicking off the first episode of 2020 with a social media roundup. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a good way to dive back into things. So Facebook is officially starting to implement their policy to stop the spread of misleading fake videos. According to Facebook, they'll be removing content based on the following. Um, if it's been edited beyond adjustments for clarity or quality in ways that aren't apparent to an average person and would likely mislead someone into thinking that a subject of the video said words that they didn't actually say, and artificial intelligence or machine learning that merges, replaces, or um, superimposes content onto a video, making it appear to be authentic. So those are the main criteria. However, it's important to note that the content does not meet these standards. They'll, um, they're going to be considered false. Facebook will not be removing them. Instead, simply reducing its distribution in news feeds and won't be able to run the ads. That's good. Yeah. Ads. yeah. So Facebook claims that this approach is critical to our strategy and one we heard specifically from our conversations with experts. If we simply remove all manipulated videos flagged by fact checkers as false, the videos will still be available elsewhere on the internet or social media ecosystems. By leaving them up and labeling them as false, we'll be providing people with important information and context. So they're justifying it saying that while if they don't meet those first two criteria mm-hmm. at the top, they'll still have the images or videos up, but they'll be tagged as false. That's important because if you don't leave them up, then you're going to let people uh, just yeah, get away with anything. Yeah, you can find them yeah, yeah, exactly. on other platforms and they'll probably still go viral or whatever. But this was tied into how um, for like political content. Yeah, what they've dealt with and mm-hmm. now that the new election's coming up. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay, and so for our next story, diving in, Instagram's user growth is slowing according to new report from eMarketer. So according to eMarketer, Instagram's growth will drop to single digits for the first time in 2020. This could be due to the fact that older users aren't as um, active yeah, on Instagram. Definitely. And the platform's experiencing a lot more competition with Snapchat and TikTok. However, the report goes on to note that there's no need for panic just yet. Instagram's ad revenue will still be expected to grow 46% to $13.86 billion in 2020. Yeah, I don't see advertisers ditching Instagram anytime soon. Not yet. Um, I think, yeah, I think it still definitely has a lot of growth in it. It's kind oh, absolutely. Of, but we've been even noticing within the last year, engagement's yeah. been dropping. Oh, and definitely for smaller business. It's easy mm-hmm. as a Fortune 500 company to have an imprint on Instagram. But absolutely, for yeah. everyone else, it's certainly uh, it's more difficult. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So for my story, I had Twitter unveils promoted trend spotlight ads to help promote major brand campaigns. The option, which Twitter says is a complement to its promoted trends ad, will support six-second videos and GIFs as well as static images. As explained by Twitter, your ad will appear at the top of the Explorer tab for the first two visits app uh, per day, and after someone first two visits, the placement moves to the standard promoted trend placement and organic editorial content resources in the spotlight placement. Um, it is also worth noting that promoted trend spotlight ads will be expensive. Twitter hasn't shared the actual cost of these ad units, but as a yardstick measure, promoted trends, according to some reports, cost up to 250 k a day. Wow. So when you open Twitter and you see a Disney Plus ad, something mm-hmm. that's valued over $100 billion, they can easily afford that, but it's really putting a lot of eyes on it. Um, these prominent visual ads will be in a similar ballpark, so while they may look impressive, they will 
and will obviously boost awareness. No chance that it doesn't. They'll likely be restricted only to the biggest brands as we just talked about. It's hard to put a dent in, but oh, yeah. uh, that's so definitely a new way to do like it. something like that for impressions and building brand yeah. awareness, a lot of times you need to have a budget, which typically comes with people that already have definitely. high brand awareness. Exactly. So. so for my second story, I had YouTube implements new restrictions on data collected from videos aimed at children. We've talked about this as companies and these big brands that we've mentioned before start aiming their sites on Gen Z and even the younger generations for their um, attention. Um, as explained by YouTube, starting in about four months, we'll treat data from anyone watching children's content on YouTube as coming from a child, regardless of the age of the user. This means that, that we will limit data collection and use on videos made for kids, only to what is needed to support the operation of the service. We will also stop serving personalized ads on this content entirely, which is great. Kids don't have to watch 30-second ads from the moment they're born all the way to adulthood. And some features will no longer be available on this type of content, like comments and notifications. Another good thing, keep the trolls away. So that's uh, the way that YouTube is addressing data collection, and it's obviously a hot ticket item, and a lot mm -hmm. of people are talking about it, but it's good to see that at least the kids are being spared from massive yeah, data collection. absolutely. That's a good implement that they're doing. Yeah, and according to social media today, the initial change was announced after the U.S. Federal Trade Commission hit Google with a record $170 million penalty last year as part of a settlement over an investigation into the privacy of children's data on the Google-owned video site. Uh, this shift in approach to kids' content has already led to confusion among YouTube creators who say that the new rules are not entirely clear on what qualifies as aimed at children, which Sure, it can be a little bit difficult, but mm -hmm. it's definitely something that has to be within compliance. Yeah, it's definitely a step in the right direction, too. And as they really kind of, like, go through all this, I think these rules will be um, a lot more clear. Definitely, especially for people who want to advertise towards kids, which is turf perfectly fair game for toys or for mm -hmm. bikes or anything like that. I didn't think of, but... Yeah, but it's good that they're keeping that in mind so they can do it in a responsible manner. Definitely. So we hope this episode was helpful, and tune in next week for a new one.